Welcome to the Holistic Business Podcast, where healers, makers, mystics, and other weirdos who don't quite fit the mold learn how to grow businesses that sustain them and their communities without working all the damn time or feeling like they're selling out. I'm your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and as the founder of the Holistic Business Academy, I've helped thousands of small business owners just like you to grow supportive, holistic businesses. Now, it's your turn. If you're a client of the Holistic Business Academy, then you likely know that our team recently started testing a four-day work week. We finished our test period last week, and I'm excited to share that it has been a massive success. My fears were unrealized, our team is happier and more productive than ever, and overall, I'm here to say we're never going back. As I introduced this entire concept to my team, fuck Fridays, right? (laughs) That is my current statement on this. (laughs) In this episode, I'll share why we decided to try a four-day work week, what I as a business owner and the person responsible ultimately for making the money that pays everyone was worried about, and what we've done to ensure that our clients are supported, our team is rested, and everyone is enjoying their lives. So the five-day work week stems, at least in the United States, um, from emerging of the labor movement of the mid-1800s, that's, you know, Industrial Revolution, to the early 1900s and the Great Depression, which saw a reduction of work hours, um, as in going down to five days a week, as a way to decrease unemployment, right? Keep more people employed, even if they were employed at fewer hours and making less money. Coupled with the movement for an eight-hour work day that spanned the 1800s in the U.S. and was codified as part of the New Deal, it was an important protection for workers, eventually, that stemmed largely from the productivity achievements made possible by scientific management and Fordism, as we discussed in episode 199 here on the Holistic Business Podcast, where I talked about holistic project management and the history of project management. But y'all, it's been almost 100 years since the last of these laws were passed in the United States, and productivity and the nature of work have greatly shifted. Many industries have adopted work schedules that fit the work itself, you know, such as nursing or firefighting, which often have compressed work schedules of longer hours and fewer days. But for some reason, small business owners, especially in the online space, seem really tied to the dogma of the five-day work week. Now, to be fair, it's not just small business owners. Large knowledge work corporations like tech companies have often kept a five-day work week, though during the pandemic, some started to shift. There is also a growing body of evidence that suggests that five days is less effective, more stressful, and ultimately reduces productivity. Like, frankly, who wants to work more if they don't have to? I was drawn to a four-day work week for HBA for two reasons. One, I believed it would increase productivity by creating time pressure through strong boundaries. And two, I was sick of working all the time. And I mean that, like literally sick. I have been battling extreme burnout for almost two years now and recognize that any future for HBA must be predicated on a fundamentally different way of doing business. I mean, this is our entire thesis to be clear, but here you are seeing it updated in real time as a response to my own health and well-being and how our business has grown. And as our company has grown, the most impactful work that I do as a CEO is frankly not something that fits into a set schedule behind a computer screen. My work is largely creative, it requires immense cognitive effort, and it often emerges when I least expect it as really classic knowledge work where I'm doing intense visioning, problem solving, essentially trying to predict the future and come up with completely innovative ideas. I knew I needed more space in my schedule to facilitate the bigger breakthroughs that are my job. And I also, frankly, wanted that breathing room for our team as well, because across all the stuff that we do, everyone on our team is doing creative and also deeply Uh, 
um, emotionally taxing work supporting clients as well. So I came to believe that a structural shift to fewer work hours would lead to better results financially and for our clients, as well as giving our entire team more room to enjoy their lives. So I decided to test my theory. I did not make this decision unilaterally, and that's critical to note. Making a decision that will impact your team without including them, at least in the discussion, is frankly disrespectful. Um, and even if, as the business owner, you do have the final say, you know, it's important to make sure that they are part of the conversation and understand, at the very least, your thoughts behind it. In particular, I do know that for some people, the time pressure of a shorter work week may be less supportive and ultimately damaging to their productivity, creating more stress. So I brought my idea and my concern to the team. We had a group discussion. Uh, we set the parameters of our experiment and we reached a consensus to do a six week trial of not working on Fridays. As I said, my basic thesis was fuck Fridays and everyone seemed to agree with me. So also to be clear, everyone is getting paid the same. Okay, there's no pay reduction. I think about compensation from the perspective of impact, not time spent. So it was critical that this reduction of hours was a benefit to the team um, and to me, right? And not about taking away pay. That was not the goal. And we haven't. Everyone's paid exactly the same as they were when we were working more hours. So before we began this process, I had a few concerns. My first concern was that only having customer support via email, social media, and of course inside our programs four days per week would lead to resentment from our clients and a potential increase in support issues. We run a very hands-on business. We have, I mean, frankly, fantastic customer support. Um, we're very fast turnaround time. I think that's one of the things that people like about working with us. And also in all of our programs, even in HBA at the low price that it is, we offer a lot of support. So so that's kind of what we're known for. It's what set us apart. And I was nervous about this change and the impact it would have. I was also, as I mentioned before, worried that the team would be more stressed due to the decrease in work hours, right? That the time pressure would be negative rather than positive. And I also was concerned that our launches would suffer, especially our partner launches if we were not as available, right? We do really robust live promotional periods for our offers. This is, again, something we're known for, something that we go out all out on. It is one of my areas of expertise. And I wasn't really sure how we could make that work without working on Fridays. I'm really happy to report that none of these had an outsized impact in reality. I was particularly worried about membership cancellations. Though HBA members can cancel their membership with one click in their member portal, people do sometimes email us to cancel instead. And if we're not responding to email for three days, right? If, if somebody emails us Thursday night, there's a chance they won't get a reply, right? They won't get a reply until Monday morning. Um, there's a chance that somebody will request a cancellation and that their renewal will go through before we process it. Um, if that happens, we can issue a refund. Um, we don't offer refunds. That's like due to the nature of the program, it's a completely unreasonable thing for us to do. Well, as soon as you join, you have immediate access to basically like my life's work. I can't refund you the small amount of money that you paid to access that. But, you know, if it's our fault, of course, like we will go out of our way to fix it. In my mind, this loomed large as an issue for sure. Um, but after talking with our inbox manager, it became clear this was actually happening very infrequently. Our refund rate is under 0.1%. It's extremely small in general, and that's taking account to like everything, right? That policy works really well. We're really upfront and clear about it. And it's, yeah, it's usually only when like there's an error on our part, right? 
So the amount of energy I was putting into worrying about this problem was more than the actual problem itself. That, you know, that's a definite a trend with me, but like that was a thing where I was like, I don't want someone to have that negative experience of trying to cancel and not being able to. Um, even though, frankly, we have an autoresponder that people get if they email us, we'll talk about that in a minute, that tells them and links to where they can go and adjust their account. But in practice, people often don't do that. Um, so I was nervous about that, but it actually was, you know, not a big, it's not a big problem, it turns out. I was also concerned, of course, that our clients would feel like they were getting less access to us and that it would negatively impact their experience. This actually hasn't been an issue at all. We've gotten no negative feedback about this change. And the reality is that a client who doesn't respect our boundaries and appreciate why we prioritize our team's joy and well-being probably isn't a great fit for us to support, right? If if this person's at a place of real urgency um, and needing a lot of hands-on attention and urgent attention, our team and our way of doing business probably isn't the right fit for them. They may be better fit to working on a one-on-one -on -one coach who's kind of always available or something like that. I also, of course, was concerned about the four-day work week putting more pressure time-wise on our team. The goal was to keep the workload the same, even though we were working fewer days. And based on my own um, observations of my working patterns and those of my team, I believe that we were probably drawing out tasks that could have been completed more quickly and with less cognitive load as a result due to the extra day in the week. Our general work hour goal is already closer to 30 hours per week. So having an extra day to do more um, just seemed like more time to procrastinate. <laughs> we have actually found this to be true. The team reports feeling more productive and effective at work with the shorter work week, which is really all I could hope for. Feeling like things were taking too long or dragging out um, diminishes morale. And the shorter work week is helping us to stay focused and get the positive boost of accomplishment more quickly before then getting to fully sign off for a long weekend. My final concern was around our launch and promotion cycles. I have historically preferred to close cart for live launches on Fridays. Since our clients all work for themselves, many do take the weekend off or are trying to maintain healthy social media boundaries and email boundaries over the weekend. So sending people a bunch of emails and being like, you make a decision today, like on a Sunday just doesn't make sense for us. That's something that you need to figure out for your audience, by the way, that is not blanket advice. Like if you work primarily with um, stay at home parents, for example, the weekends might actually be the time when they have more support because maybe there's another parent home or another caregiver and they can, you know, attend a webinar or make a buying decision. Also, like I don't want to work over the weekends, right? This is a boundary that has become very important for me over time, especially after spending so many years of just like working myself to the bone. Um, but whatever day we do close a promotion period, the entire team has to be on and available. We are on social, we're in the DMs, we're responding to emails the entire day. There is no way that we can close cart on a day that we aren't all working. And this is really important for me, like kind of just yeah, from a values perspective, right? Like if we're asking people to make a buying decision, we need to be there to help them to do that. It's when we, we have other automated things, we have an evergreen funnel. We talked about sales funnels um, earlier here on the podcast, but when we're doing a live launch, that's the commitment of the live launch is that you actually get to talk to me and my team and get all of your questions answered. So here we got creative. For our live launches, of which there are only a few a year, we are keeping the schedule that has been so effective for us, right? Which for us is that we do a webinar on Tuesday and we close cart on Friday. And that's for our HBA membership. For other programs, sometimes it looks a little bit different. Like when we did our live launch for the beta cohort of the membership accelerator, that was a longer process, but it was a much bigger buying decision for people. And we actually did run it for like a full week. Um, 
So we are going to work those Fridays, that Friday that we're closing cart, as well as the previous Friday, the Friday before the webinar, because that's when a lot of people are registering and we're running ads and people have a lot of questions about the webinar and making sure that they can come and that there's a replay. Like there's just a lot of little things that come up. So we're going to make sure that we work those two Fridays for every live launch period of the membership to ensure that our potential customers are getting all of their questions answered as they make a buying decision. This amounts to about six Fridays per year. We generally do three live launches of HBA every year. The other issue, in addition to our own live launches, were the promotions we do with our affiliate partners. Uh, we call them partner campaigns, and this is when we do a live promotion, a live webinar just for somebody else's audience. I customize our presentation, we answer all their questions. It's a fantastic experience, I love doing it, but it's a lot of work, right? And it is definitely out of alignment for us, again, to close registration for those promotions on a day when we aren't working as well. So in order to try to maintain this not working Friday, instead of adding in all these working Fridays back, because we do a lot of partner campaigns. So now our six working Fridays could easily become 12, become more like, you know, it could just get out of hand and we would no longer have the benefit of the three-day weekend, we decided to run a test um, about running the launch actually over a weekend. So we put the webinar on a Thursday and we closed the cart on a Monday. That means we actually added one day to our sales funnel process um, and we still were not working Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So this was one of our big tests for our um, our four-day work week test process. If we did this and felt that it negatively impacted our sales, it would not work. And we would need to do something different, like perhaps use that live launch working Friday schedule. Because again, if we're doing a webinar on Thursday, that means that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, people are not getting their questions answered. I was really worried about that. I felt like, and I am still honestly, like I'm cognizant of the fact that we're asking people to go through a sales process with us and we're not fully available. But the test went fine, honestly. And it was largely due to setting expectations with the potential customers. So I let them know at the live webinar, um, I did an Instagram live with our partner where I said it as well. And then our email autoresponder that people got starting on um, Thursday evening, we let them know that we would answer all their questions on Monday, right? So this helped us solve this problem because people knew we would get back to them on Monday. The autoresponder even said something like, oh, if you found us or you're, you're emailing us because you were at the webinar with this partner, don't worry. We're going to see all your questions on Monday and you'll have plenty of time to get your answers like that kind of thing. So solving this problem required a little bit more flexibility and creativity, but so far I'm confident that as long as we communicate clearly, our launches will continue to convert. One of the most important takeaways from this change is that it is an important step for the business to be aligned with its values, right? We run a, yes, <laughs> holistic business. That means that the well-being of everyone on our team is a top priority. By honoring our own needs, we demonstrate our values to everyone we work with and also model how it's possible to bring more balance into your business. And that's like one of my goals in the changes we make in the way that we do things is to ensure that we're actually modeling the behavior that we are suggesting to our clients, right? It's, I, I really try not to be hypocritical in, in um, what we say and what we do. And obviously I'm not perfect and no one is, but this kind of change really felt aligned with how we're trying to help people run their businesses. 
And frankly, one of my favorite impacts of this change is that it greatly increases everyone's time off. This adds something like 40 days a year to our time off. That's significant, right? That's a lot of extra days, but it's actually easier than just adding more vacation days. Um, because unlike when someone is out of the office and we have to cover their work, right? If somebody's on vacation and then they're going to be gone for a period of time, um, we have to figure out how to work without them. Um, the three day weekend is built into all of our systems. So it's seamless and it does not shift responsibility to others. We are a very small team doing a lot. So anyone like anytime someone is out, it does impact everyone else, which to be clear is totally fine. Vacation is great, right? We, we want everyone to take their time off. I'm actually recording this and about to head on a little vacation as soon as I'm done, right? But this lets us structurally account for more time off while reducing its impact on the business and our clients. It's a total win. I think that that, that piece of having it built into the systems itself and the expectations we set makes a huge difference, especially because again, the way our business model is, we have a huge amount of client facing work. We literally support hundreds of people at a time. And often we are doing, I mean, we basically have one or two live calls across our two programs every single week. Um, there's a call every week. Actually, I think it's basically two calls every week at a minimum across our programs. So this really lets us continue to help our customers without negatively impacting their experience, but how we all get more time off. I love it. So in order to derive the most benefit from our four day work week, we've implemented a few rules. I'll also say like, I use the term rules loosely. Um, I think we lead more with values than with rules. Values um, let you be flexible in the sense that you can choose how to implement them. Rules implies like a certain dogmatic like adherence that is just not really my thing like as a person, but we're gonna call them rules for now, right? Our first rule is that weekends are sacred. <laughs> so this has been true for years, but I do not allow the team to work on the weekends. And I'm saying allow as if I control them. I mean, that's not true, but it's been very critical for me for from the beginning that people are not expected to work on the weekends. Um, this manifests in a lot of different ways and actually in how, in terms of how our entire team communication process is set up. But, um, people basically the biggest thing is like, I do not expect people to check email on the weekends. I do not expect people to check our chat. There is, there's no expectation of communication on the weekends. And I generally don't work on the weekends as well. I'd say, especially these days, I've actually like my kind of like active desk hours are way down for the reasons I mentioned earlier in terms of kind of having to create space for the bigger creative shifts and kind of for bigger um, framework creation and content creation and, and strategy, the kind of stuff that I, I can't force to happen. So I have to make room for it. Um, in the past, we would sometimes check email during launches or right after a launch on a weekend, but we stopped doing that last year. Um, my team and I deserve to have time fully removed from work. Also, so do you, by the way, no one is on call. No one is actually ever expected to have email on their phone. No one is expected to check anything. Okay. The time off is sacred. So weekends are sacred. Time off is sacred that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like you are off to the extent that like, I actually like, don't let, we're not letting people like swap days. Like you can't take off like a Monday and then work on Friday instead. It's like, nope, we are off. Offices are closed. Like this is, this is your time. 
Um, number two is that working Fridays are predetermined. Okay. So ours are already scheduled through the rest of the year. These are these Fridays that we're working surrounding our big live launches. They are predetermined. Again, I've fully scheduled them out. I scheduled them with the, um, approval of our team. Like everyone let me know what Fridays they had already been like, I'm not working. <laughs> like if, if the baseline is not working on Fridays, then the team needs to agree to work on those Fridays. They understand why it's important. They understand, we all do, right? We know why we're working those Fridays. It's not arbitrary. It was a decision we came to um, in order to promote our launches and to help our customers. But it was really important that those are predetermined. And like, to me, it's like, I couldn't imagine adding one in, first of all, without getting more consistency for the team. So if I want to add anything else this year, um, we'll have a team conversation and I'll need to make my case for it, right? I'll need to, um, to, to tell them why I think it matters, why we're doing this promotion, why I'm adding it. Um, and I think really critically here, it's like part of this, of course, it's everyone's job to do their job, but we are making a strong choice to work differently. And that means if we're going to work on a Friday, we need a reason for it. So that having them predetermined also means everyone has them on their calendar for the end of the year. Like that means everyone can, you know, schedule their lives, enjoy themselves, take long weekend vacations, like whatever people want to do. And frankly, like that's everyone's own business. Like they, they, if we're, if it's a day off, then it's up to me to make the case for why we need to work if we're going to. So my goal is not to add any more through the end of the year. I think that we'll just be creative if any new promotions come up and do them differently. Number three is to set expectations. So for us, this is where email autoresponders are gold. We have an autoresponder that starts on the end of day on Thursday um, and runs through Sunday night that tells our clients how they can make changes to their account, update their credit card and other critical things, as well as when we'll get back to them, okay? And during a launch or a partner campaign, we update this to clarify that we'll answer all the sales questions on Monday. We've had a weekend autoresponder for a while now, when we stopped checking email on the weekends that launches were closing. So like if we closed cart on a Friday, we used to check on Saturday to see if there were any last minute questions. We stopped doing that. We do a final email check a little bit later on Friday of cart close. Our inbox manager checks in, I think like probably like eight o'clock or so. So a little bit later, but after that we have our autoresponder up. This basically has just been a really simple way for us to set expectations. It also lets people know that we got their email. I really like one of my big pet peeves is companies that have terrible customer support, especially larger companies. I just, some of the softwares we use, like I just cannot believe how terrible the customer support is. And honestly, it's because people under hire and underpay in that field. Customer support is like the most important thing in your entire business. But this is such a simple way for people to know that we received their email and to clearly set expectations about when they're going to hear from us, as well as providing critical information so that maybe they can solve their problem themselves before we get back to them. Even if you aren't doing this kind of work week, I really recommend this, especially if you don't have a customer support team and it's just you. This is a great way to set some boundaries while letting people know you got their email, which really helps to reduce stress for the client waiting to hear back from you. So these three rules help us to ensure that we are not only getting our work done in a timely fashion, but we're actually getting our full three days off to rest and enjoy life. And, you know, I mean, it sounds so silly, but ultimately this change has not actually impacted our business in any way other than that we're happier. <laughs> right? I really hope that this overview of how we've implemented a four-day work week has inspired you to reevaluate how you're running your business. It can be scary to work less, especially when you're trying to grow or to scale your business or you have big revenue goals, right? But ultimately, I have found that we at Team HBA love our work. 
and we help facilitate amazing client results, even better when we are rested, cared for, and enjoying our lives. And I wish the same for you. Thanks for tuning in to the Holistic Business Podcast. Learn more about growing your holistic business by visiting us at holisticbusinessacademy.com. We'll see you next time.